we like to think that we would have been the people who spoke up. We would have been the people who gave refuge to those who were being persecuted. We would have been the ones who put our own personal safety and well-being second to standing up for freedom and standing up for other people's rights. Just sit with that like I have. Have you ever wondered what you would have done in 1940s Germany? Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey there, everyone. It's Robin Openshaw. Welcome back to the Vibe Show. So I'm recording this on November 3rd or 4th, I think. Yeah, November 4th, and it's the day after the election. And so I'm doing a little update on sort of post-election thoughts and sort of an update on fighting for freedom in Florida now and in Utah. So um, I'm, I'm recording this the day after the election. And right now, uh, it looks like the mainstream media last night had just stopped reporting numbers early in the evening. It's like they gave themselves time to regroup or whatever. And it's really hard to know who to trust right now because I definitely tune in to what the conservative pundits have to say. I know that many of you do as well. Um, and some of them are saying, don't even listen to the media. Um, in fact, don't even listen to Fox News. They've really showed who they are in, in this whole um, election reporting. And so it appears that there's going to be a huge fight over the election and that's what a lot of us feared. This was predicted by a lot of people. And so it looks like it's going to be another election, even worse than in 2016, where no matter what happens, no matter who claims they won, the other side's going to think they won. And we are headed into some very strange times. I'm concerned about um, civil unrest. I'm concerned about violence. Um, when, either way, I think a lot of people are going to be really unhappy after this. So uh, my intention here today isn't to dive into election politics or, or even to make predictions or to explore what will happen. Although I will say that it appears to me that Fox News is not the friend of conservatives that most conservatives think they are. Um, and people need to realize that they are controlled by the same huge liber liberal media conglomerate that the other liberal um, media outlets are. And they'll give you some Sean Hannity and they'll give you some Tucker Carlson. And I love Tucker Carlson. But, um, but besides that, they're controlled by the same advertisers, pharma, and the same corporate overlords. So, and another thing that has become super clear to me the last eight months is that the mainstream media is really um, an arm of the Democratic Party and and is part of this attempt at a coup on our democracy. So it looks like there are people who are using the whole scandemic to stop counting votes. Um, in my town, uh, the closest one to Park City, Utah, Colville, Utah, they said somebody was exposed to the coronavirus. And so, you know, they were looking for, for uh, people to volunteer. And, you know, there's just a lot of strange things going on. There's lots of accusations of voter fraud going on. By the time you hear that, this, though, that won't be news at all. So they've caught a bunch of people actually running voter fraud scams. So, um, and, you know, the left has already predicted uh, they've teed up 
with their supporters the idea that Trump's going to refuse to leave the White House, that he's going to lose and refuse to leave the White House, which, of course, the right isn't going to agree that that's what happened. They're going to they're going to actually feel that he won. Uh, but the media will tell a different story and they appear to be withholding data and they appear to be manipulating data and they appear to not be above even creating forged ballots. This morning on November 4th, Jay Sekulow, who is the president's attorney, is saying that the constitution is on our side and that that uh, Trump has won, that he's already won. So in episode 204, when I talked about, you know, just looking back on my eight-month fight for our freedom, as I recognized at the very beginning of the scandemic, what was going on, and I started screaming about it, and people started unsubscribing. Um, I predicted in that episode that I would be banned on Facebook, and I have been. I was banned about three weeks ago. So, you know, that's one thing that's going on. Another thing is that we, in the meantime, since since I last recorded podcast episodes, uh, John and I moved to Florida. So let, let's talk a little bit about what it means that we no longer have the right to free speech. One thing I'm worried about is that I see people just going, oh, you got banned on Facebook. That's too bad. Uh, have we just accepted the loss of our First Amendment rights? In every uh, national coup across the world, Okay, it's a requirement that free speech be destroyed. It always is. And so that should be a red flag right there. It has to be because if someone's trying to take power or take control over the government, then they have to take control over the messaging. And in order to control the population, you have to control the flow of information. So um, just to give you an update in recent weeks, I have been heavily involved, even here in Florida. We've been here for two and a half weeks. Um, I've been involved, even though I couldn't be on the ground participating. We've been running small protests against health department official, officials in Utah. And the reason for that is that our governor was facing, and, and, and I'm sharing this with you, even though you may think, well, I'm not in Utah, so this doesn't apply to me. But what's interesting is this is happening all over the country, these exact same things. It's like the overlords who are dictating to the governors what to do. Remember I told you that the National Governors Association, um, and it was you know our governor, Herbert, in Utah was once the chair of it, and this year, New York's Governor Cuomo is the chair of it, that the National Governors Association said to the, the governors, you have to keep your, your state of emergency going until there's a vaccine. So it's not like these governors really are calling the shots. I don't know who funds the National Governors Association. My guess is that leftist organizations and pharma are heavily involved in it. Why else would vaccines be the major agenda, right? But um. Uh, we were out for a walk last night here in Florida and we met a neighbor who is here half the year like we are. And the other half the year, she lives in Michigan in a small town in Michigan. And they were talking about, we were talking about the politics of uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer in, um, in Michigan, who is probably one of the most hated governors in America. She doesn't seem to care whatsoever for the the uh, freedom of her people. But she said she did the exact same thing. She was looking at the legislature shutting her down. She was being sued. And so what'd she do? She just threw that political hot potato in the laps of the health department officials and said, all right, okay, you know, over half a million people signed, um, I think, a referendum on 
Gretchen Whitmer to shut down her mandates, her illegal mandates. And so she said, okay, fine. Then I'm just going to give this to the health departments and the health departments have to keep this going. So our governor in Utah did that exact thing. I haven't figured out yet how many governors did that exact thing, but I know it was a bunch of them. So we put out the word of, hey, everybody. So these health department officials now completely control the lives of 3.2 million Utahns. They control whether your kids are allowed to go to school. They control whether your business is, is allowed to be open. They control whether you're allowed to breathe oxygen or you have to go around um, constantly with a face covering. So we protest in one day we protested, did five different protests at I think four different health officials. And I actually was not a fan of um, going back and doing a second protest at Dr. Angela Dunn's house. She's the head of the CDC in Utah, but I wasn't a fan of it. And I put out the word to those who were going to do it. Like, I don't feel good about this, you guys. Um, The governor put out a tweet and super condescending and self-righteous and demanded that whoever was organizing the protest at Dr. Dunn's house, that they stand down and and cancel their plans. Um, And the lieutenant governor put that out. The governor put that out. And they really were playing like violins for Dr. Dunn. Like she's this poor young mother who's, you know, being harassed. She wasn't being harassed whatsoever. Our protesters were over a thousand feet away. They didn't even have signs. They weren't allowed to carry signs. They weren't allowed to chant. First Amendment is already highly restricted in Utah, even though it's in your Bill of Rights. Um, You can't go to someone's house and be within a thousand feet. So call that an unconstitutional law. I think it's entirely unconstitutional. I understand that there shouldn't be any violence. Nobody intended any harm or any threats or any violence whatsoever to our health department officials. But yeah, so we um, we did a protest at Dr. Dunn's house. We went to Dr. Joseph Miner, who is a total vaccine bully in Utah, has been for decades. Um, and I think he's like semi-retired, but he's definitely been involved. A very gung-ho, let's show it, shut everybody down. Let's take control of the economy. Let's take control of the schools. He's definitely been involved. Uh, let's see, they went to Richard Bluff, who lives right in my community in Park City. Nobody's protested Richard Bluff. So the governor and Dr. Dunn, you know, made some public statements and Dr. Dunn was, was whining on Twitter that, you know, how could they do this? I'm being harassed. Well, you know what, here's the thing. And I, and I was getting calls from the media. I got, I got a call from the state Bureau of investigation and they bullied me for a while on the phone. Um, but the, the media was reaching out to me and they uh, channel two eventually ran a story and the title of it was who is organizing the protests against the health department. Um, and obviously I wasn't there. I was 2,500 miles away, but I was sharing with the people who um, follow the take action for freedom website. I was sharing with them what's going on in Utah because Utahns are confused and you know, the, the governor is just shape-shifting because he has an agenda and the agenda is shut down the schools, shut down the businesses, shut down the free market system. I mean, the free market system is not going to survive this. If the people don't stand up to this, the free market system isn't going to survive this. And the fact of the matter is that um, we are going to lose the democracy here. We're going to lose the republic if there aren't enough people standing up to it. And you know, even in the Revolutionary War and many other times in history, it's 
you know, we don't have to be a majority to win. We just have to have enough of us who are brave enough to stand up to the bullies and say, you don't get to do this. And so what's really interesting is every single thing that I was saying in March and April, if you go back to my Facebook page and you start looking at when I started screaming about this at the end of February, every single thing that I predicted that people um, called me a conspiracy theorist for, every single thing I predicted has come true. And so, you know, right now there's a propaganda. My guess is that whatever state you live in, that this is going on in your state as well. But the big propaganda, and they have billboards with this, they have a giant sign as you drive into Park City and it says, stay safe to stay open. So do you see what they're doing with that? They're basically saying, if you do everything we say, if you agree to the mask mandates, just put your head down. Don't worry about what's happening to your lifestyle. Don't worry about what's happening to our economy. Just just do what we say. We'll let you keep your job. That's basically what they're saying. That's what stay safe to stay open means. Like we will let you leave your businesses open as long as you agree to the mask mandate. Well, I have said this before. And I'll say it again, they're not gonna let us, they're not gonna let us keep our businesses open. They're gonna force mask mandates and they're gonna destroy small businesses. They have to, because in order to force the new world order, and you can learn all about it, the World Economic Forum has like 200 different nodes. If you go to that website, there's like 200 different uh, sections of that website. And the the scamdemic is at the hub of every single bit of it. This was planned for many, many years. You can go to the World Economic Forum website and in any one of those 200 nodes, there's 200 links deep that you can go. Well, they've they've had this plan for many, many years and this, this information was already available for a very long time. So one of the things that I predicted is that I said, you'll see law enforcement start to violate their oaths. Okay, so, you know, a sheriff takes an oath that they will defend the rights of the people. They supposedly do not actually answer to any politician. They are there to protect the people. And police officers are supposed to protect the people. But here we have the State Bureau of of Investigation who, because Angela Dunn wants to spend our taxpayer dollars um, calling the police. And what's really ironic is that our protesters who went to her her home said that her, her yard was full of Biden signs but she was quick to call the police. So Joe Biden, who has been out there saying, you know, with the defund the police movement, as well as saying things like that cops are out there hunting little black children on their way to school, just ridiculous stuff. And he won't stand for law and order. And so um, it's, it's ironic to me that she called the police, even though she has Biden signs in her yard. But I guess it, you know, in the part of Salt Lake that she lives in, it's really, you know, it's popular to be liberal. And she's a California import. She was installed right before the scamdemic. So anyway, um, I have said that when jobs become scarce and when this regime destroys tons of businesses and tons of jobs, then police officers and sheriffs will look around and start seeing that jobs are in short supply and that people are being bullied right and left and they'll violate their oaths. And you know what they do later, these people, and we we don't have to look any further than the Nuremberg trials uh, for evidence of this, is that later they say, well, I was just doing my job. 
And that's what the health department officials are telling us. There, there are a couple of them who have told us in so many words, yeah, we agree with you. We think this is total overreaction. We don't agree with the agenda of our governor and lieutenant governor. We don't like the shutdowns and the mandates, but we have to keep our jobs. You know, if we stood up to these bullies, our governor and our incoming governor, Spencer Cox, if we stood up to them, we would lose our jobs. And so that's basically what go, what's going on is these, these health department officials who are probably decent people and who probably of their own volition, most of them, I mean, Richard Bullough in Park City, he, he shut Park City down in March and he's been bragging about how he's the reason. He and the Summit County Council are the reason why we've had basically no death in all of Summit County. So it's completely ridiculous. In March, we were told we had the same infection rate as New York City per capita but we didn't even have a death for five months after that. And when we did, it was an 82-year-old man. So I think I've told you that before, but the point is uh, they've just set themselves up so that they're, they're, they win no matter what, right? So we don't have any deaths. It's like, oh, that's because we shut the county down. And I think if you've been listening to my show for this long, you're already on board with the fact that we got all kinds of fraud going on all around us. But you know, they got the State Bureau of Investigation to contact me, uh, another one of the protesters who was down at Joseph Miner's house, just got a cease and desist today from Dr. Joseph Miner. Like I said, he's been with the, the CDC, the state health department for decades, and he's a huge vaccine bully. He doesn't want anybody to have the right to choose which pharmaceutical products they're injected with. He's totally pro-vaccine mandates and they protested down at his house in Utah County, which is the county where I raised my kids. Um, and he sent a cease and desist saying that she couldn't threaten him. Well, she never has threatened him. She just did a peaceful protest with other people a thousand feet away from his home. And um, so what we're getting from these health department officials is how dare you have anything to say to me? The thing is with Angela Dunn, the re- so Channel 2 called me and I, I said, I don't want to do an interview because this isn't about me and I'm not personally responsible for all these protests. And I, I refused to do, a, um, I refused to do a, an interview for them, but I did give them a two-sentence statement in response to their question, why are you protesting at their home? And my statement was basically because they don't work in an office. None of these people have gone to an office for, for eight months. So, and they, they, did, they did print that, but I also wrote them another statement and I said, you and I both know that you're not going to print a single word of this. And basically my statement was the people of Utah are living lives of quiet desperation right now where we're watching our businesses and our jobs and our financial stability and our emotional health and our children's emotional health be destroyed. And suddenly the health department is in charge of everything in Utah, including the economy. And that's what we are standing against. And we're, we're asking these health department officials to answer our questions about why they're doing what they're doing to our state and taking control of our lives, which is illegal and unconstitutional. So I, so I made a statement, something like that. And I said to the reporter in Channel 2, I said, you and I both know that you're not going to print a word of that. And he didn't. He didn't. The only thing he uh, commented on is uh, the only thing he ran was my two sentences saying, well, we protested at their homes because they work from home. They, they were, you know, it's like the, the taxpayers are paying for an office. There is an office downtown. 
um, or in the various counties, but none of these people go into an office anymore. And, and to me, that was just obvious. I sh- that's why I made it a short two sentence statement because it's, I mean, they know that. It's ridiculous. So we have to go to their homes because you know what? When people call Dr. Angela Dunn, do you know what her staff says? And her staff isn't even in the health department building. It just probably forwards to some secretary at her house. But they literally answer. And if you ask for Dr. Dunn, they say, Dr. Dunn does not take calls from the public. So basically, we have these hired guns. They're not even elected. We can't recall them in any way. We didn't have any say. We didn't get any say in whether they have this um, power over us or not. And they also don't want to have any uh, any responsiveness to us. We we didn't elect them and we get to we don't get to talk to them. We don't get to have any conversation with them whatsoever. And we have emailed them. Many, many people who subscribe to takeactionforfreedom.com have emailed them, called them, texted them, and now showed up at their houses to say, we we would like a conversation with you. And we've never had that conversation. They're not open. Governor Herbert, Spencer Cox, they've never answered any of our emails. These health department officials, I've been writing Richard Bullough, Dr. Richard Bullough in Summit County or Park City. I've been writing him since March. I've been writing him emails since for eight months now. And he doesn't even do me the courtesy of responding in any way. And yet they're in control of our economy. So it's a it's a pretty extreme and desperate situation that Utahns find themselves in. And when Herbert and Cox stand out there and talk about their, their agenda of destroying our schools and our businesses and our lives, the argument that they often make is that we have a wonderfully strong economy and it's, they, they almost seem to feel like they're responsible for our strong economy. And the fact is, is that we had a strong economy in Utah despite them, not because of them. But, you know, our founding fathers knew that government is almost by default is corrupt. And if you don't check your government and if you give your government extensive rights, they will take advantage of you. They will take more power and more power and more power. When a when a man gets a little bit of authority, he seeks for more. It's just kind of a um, well-documented principle of all of human history. So these are some of the things that we're seeing. We, you know, it's it I never in a million years thought that I would be part of, of demonstrating or protesting in front of health department officials' homes in Utah. But you know what the alternative is? Is that we just lay down for the complete destruction of our lives. So so yeah, so one of our uh, protesters at Dr. Miner's house actually got a cease and desist letter from the, the State Bureau of Investigation. What are they even doing involved in peaceful First Amendment free speech? So she, the cease and desist, it, it talks about threatening them. It, it doesn't allege that she threatens them, but she's forbidden from threatening them. Well, that's fine, but she never threatened them in the first place. None of our protesters have threatened uh, any of these health department officials. It just, it's, it's absolutely crazy. It makes me wonder what country we're in. And Angela Dunn's out on Twitter saying how it's so scary. It's so scary that there's these people a thousand feet from her door. And it's like, well, you know what's scary Angela Dunn, is that all of us, after building our businesses for decades, you 
sitting up in your ivory tower, completely untouchable, who won't answer any of our questions, can completely destroy my business that I've spent decades building. I think that's what's scary, personally. So we also have like so many of my friends, their children are being sent home from uh, their sports team or from school because last week they were in a gymnasium with a kid who tested positive. Never mind that this kid isn't sick, right? Just some kid got a positive test last week and they were in a gymnasium or they may have been in a gymnasium with your kid. So guess what? Your kid and the whole team they're on the bench for two weeks. I mean, these kids won't get their senior year back. These kids will not get their high school years back. We are destroying the memories that we all got to have. You know, we were in germy, warm, sweaty gyms, taking risks, taking risks that we could get sick. But you know what? Somehow we all lived through it. And now we are in a world where we are going to burn the world down so that nobody could possibly be exposed to a germ. How much sense does that make? The fact that a hired CDC official who, after she graduated medical school, has been a government bureaucrat ever since, a very young woman who, you know, I don't know if she graduated bottom third of her class or how she didn't practice medicine and she just, she just has government jobs. How did she get put in charge of absolutely everything in 3.2 million people's lives. I have a serious issue with the fact that we've been told that we have no right to speak up to them and ask them questions. And, you know, the reason I was concerned about the second protest in one day at Dr. Angela Dunn's house is that I was concerned that um, the leftists who are bringing our democracy down would come and make trouble. And sure enough, Later that night, somebody went and shot out uh, with BB guns or something, shot out the door of the health department. And then, of course, the media blamed it on us. It's ridiculous. This is called agent provocateurs. I didn't even know such a thing existed, but my husband told me about it a couple of months ago. And so it just seems like they'll stop at, at almost nothing. So... On a personal level, though, we are really enjoying, um, I'm looking at the ocean right now. It's very calming and grounding. It's been a great blessing to be near the ocean. And that's been um, something I've been really grateful for the last few weeks. Uh, we probably every other night go and just walk on the beach and and we're really enjoying Florida. It's interesting because even though Governor DeSantis has canceled all the mandates and he's completely woken up. And unlike the Utah governors, Herbert and Cox, he's not involved in the takedown of the Republic. And he has gone out there in Facebook lives and press conferences. He's gone out there with all his law enforcement officials behind him saying, we stand for law and order here. We will not tolerate. And he just lists off all these things that BLM and Antifa have been doing in other states. And he says, we stand for law and order here in Florida. If you go to jail for creating this civil unrest that we've seen all over the country in the blue cities, we will send you to jail and you'll stay there until you stand before a judge. Among other things, he's also interviewed Harvard and Stanford medical professors and just trying to wake the people of Florida up. Well, it's interesting because when we got here, Within a week, we went to a, a freedom event 
and we met the leaders of the freedom movement here. I'm going to be interviewing today, later today, I'm going to interview Sean McBride, who's an attorney, and he's one of the leaders of the freedom movement here. There's also a young uh, mother that I met, a young Jewish couple who had three little kids, also helped run that um, event, and Del Bigtree flew in for it, so it was great to reconnect with him. He's such a He's such a hero in this movement, but this young woman's name is Rachel Cohen. And even though she's here in this state where DeSantis has done his level best to eliminate the, the mandates, I'll tell you what, there's still a significant percentage of the people who are completely brainwashed and they believe that there's a killer virus out there on the loose. And so we have to all have, you know, something covering our faces at all time. And we have, we have to have all these restrictions in businesses. We have gone to restaurants and um, in most cases, been able to just walk in without a mask and eat dinner. But what's interesting is that they ran this, this um, freedom rally. And then the next day, Rachel Cohen went to a school board meeting um, right here in, I'm in Flagler County. I think it might've been in Volusia County, but she and several other mothers refused to wear a mask in a school board meeting. And they were dragged out of the school board meeting by police in Florida, where the governor stands for the rights of the people and the governor stands against the mandates. So anyway, I've been connecting with and getting to know the leaders of the freedom movement. I had dinner with uh, Sean McBride last week, this attorney I told you about, and they have some of the same problems that we do in Utah, which is there's some very big personalities. There's some infighting among the people who supposedly all stand for freedom, but then they they sort of get a little high on the attention that they're getting. They're all sort of, you know, new influencers, so to speak, and they get a little bit uh, distracted by ego and they sabotage each other. They're underfunded like we are in Utah. They are outmanned like we are in Utah. Okay, we're up against really well-funded, well-planned organizations who are inside the government but funded from outside the government. And it's really clear to me that this has been planned for a very, very long time. Just as an example, I know I'm going back and forth between Florida and Utah, but um, in Utah, the Rockefeller Foundation has partnered with our governor, Herbert, and they're funding his bribing people and paying healthy people 30 bucks to go get tested. So, I think that people can go get the test in Utah as often as they want, and they literally get paid 30 bucks for taking the test. Now, why does Governor Herbert want healthy people to go take the test? Well, that's because he's got to have positive test results so he can say, hey, there's nothing I can do. Look, the numbers are going up. We're spiking. I've got to shut this place down. See, they've already conditioned us for months with this idea. It's no different than Pavlov's dogs. This is, I, I, I hate to reduce people to such ridiculous uh, behavioral conditioning, but they've been conditioning us for eight months that we're allowed to have jobs. We're allowed to have our businesses open. We're allowed to leave our house. We're allowed to breathe oxygen only if the government officials tell us we can based on completely arbitrary, unscientific limitations that they set. Well, they've conditioned us that if there's a spike, if the numbers are up, well, guess what? We're shutting everything down. Nobody can leave the house. Schools are shutting down. So I think, you know, like back when we were in college, remember a lot of people would go get, sell their plasma to make a few bucks. 
why wouldn't people do that in Utah? If they can get 30 bucks to go have a Q-tip stuck up their nose, why wouldn't they do that? Now, here's another thing I learned, and it's uh, medical doctor insiders who message me and they tell me, uh, I can't go public with this because I don't want to lose my job. But they've told me because I because they trust me and they know that I won't expose who tells me this. They said, guess what? Utah has switched from the PCR test, okay? And we've already covered the fact that the PCR test is not an indicator of any specific infectious disease or any active infection. That's not what the PCR test does, okay? It just shows you that there's a certain amount of a portion of RNA or DNA sequence that is consistent with a coronavirus. It could be any coronavirus, right? So PCR test does not diagnose COVID, but we've been using it all over the world to justify all these lockdowns and all this devastation to global economies. Well, Utah has just switched to the oral swab. And my medical doctor friends are telling me that oral swab is not a PCR test. It's testing a completely different thing. It's testing antigens. Now, in my opinion, an antigen test doesn't tell you whether you had COVID or not either. Okay. I mean, you can make an inference there, but yeah, so they switched to the oral swab, which is an antigen test. And she said, guess what? My, my medical doctor friend said, we were getting 5% positives on the PCR test. Now we're getting 18% positives. Well, of course, Dr. Dunn and Herbert, because they'll do anything to justify all of the devastation that they're creating. Of course, they're not saying that. They're not saying this is a completely different test we've shifted to. They just say, we have the highest numbers we've ever had this entire year. So our governor is abusing our emergency broadcast system. He's sending out scary messages so that so that people are scared and they did it right before the election. And some people think that was to keep people uh, home and not voting. I don't know about that. That's, that's just a theory some people have. But I do know that our governor and lieutenant governor have received a half a billion dollars from the federal government. And of course, we know that the federal government just borrows it from these global central banks. So it appears that our governor has completely sold out to the cabal. I have a a friend who is uh, plant-based and I reached out to him when I saw him post on Facebook saying that we got to vote Biden and Harris because they'll allow us to, they'll allow us to have the choice whether we get the COVID vaccine or not. And I posted, I was like, wait a minute, are you talking about Kamala Harris who sponsored the do no harm bill in 2019 to take religious exemptions away from all 50 states. Can you please tell me anything whatsoever that they've done that would show that they are for your ability to choose a vaccine or not? And he couldn't. And I asked him again a couple of days later, he and I have stayed in conversation for weeks. And it's been really interesting for me because I guess I'm accidentally in an echo chamber. We've all been put in an echo chamber of information and I'm just seeing a lot of conservative stuff. I'm seeing a lot of pro-Trump stuff. I'm seeing a lot of doctors speaking up against the regime. Well, guess what? My colleague, I won't name him because a lot of you know who he is. He's not seeing any of that. He had no idea that there's any controversy about the PCR test. He, he talked about there being false positives and false negatives. And I was like, hey, it's not that there are false positives and false negatives. It's that the test doesn't even diagnose COVID. That's not what it does. 
And he had no idea. He had never heard of Carrie Mullis, who won the Nobel Prize for inventing the PCR test. So he thinks that we are underreporting deaths. He thinks that there are entire percentage points of people dying of the virus. He thinks that even though he wants the choice whether to get the COVID vaccine or not, he's actually pretty pro-vaccine in general. And he had he had never heard five months ago that in in August the CDC said the survival rate was 99.74%. He had no idea. Okay, which means that even with the fact that mostly elderly and mostly already ill obese people get the virus in the first place, they're the ones who actually have symptoms. Still, even with that being the case, it's only one in 400 who die of it. And, and, and those numbers have gone down since then, but that was five months ago. We had no idea. And he actually said, I don't believe you. I don't believe the CDC ever said that. So I had to, you know, I went and proved it to him. Usually when people tell me to go, you know, go prove it and build a references page for them, I don't do it. I, I literally will just say on Facebook, uh, well, before I got banned on Facebook, I'll say, yeah, I don't link Chase for people. Sorry. Because I find that people just do that, even though I actually have no interest in the information that I would go dig up. So it's not a good use of my time. Usually it's people who they're already so completely brainwashed. You cannot dissuade them. It doesn't matter how much information you put in front of them. Their mind is made up. And that's what I found with my colleague, which was really discouraging to me because he's educated. He's thoughtful. He's an absolutely lovely person. And he was exposed to none of this information that we cover on this show. And so, you know, we stayed in dialogue and very respectful dialogue. And I have said, I really hope that you start seeking out independent media. You know, like I cover a lot of this stuff on my show. He's actually been on this show. And um, I said, or go go listen to Del Bigtree. I mean, Del Bigtree has talked about the fact that CDC five months ago said the survival rate is 99.74%. You know, that's right straight from the CDC. I said, he's talked about it dozens of times. He's has he's had many, many, many doctors and researchers talk about that figure. So you're in a an echo chamber where you're being denied really important information because you're only listening to mainstream media. And mainstream media will never talk about the fact that the PCR test is not a good diagnostic for COVID. It does not diagnose COVID. You're never going to hear in the mainstream media any focus on on the fact that we now know that it's that the death rate is orders of magnitude lower than what was projected to us, all of that. So, so let me leave you with this. I saw a meme the other day that really struck me and it said, have you ever wondered what you would have done in 1940s Germany? Well, now you know. So think about that. As you look around and you see who's bowing their heads to this, who's just keeping quiet, putting on the mask, not raising a fuss, doing what they're told. Think about that. Think about that in light of when we know from our, even people who are unaware of history, we all know about the Holocaust. We like to think that we would have been the people who spoke up. We would have been the people who gave refuge to those who were being persecuted. We would have been the ones who put our own personal safety and well-being second to standing up for freedom and standing up for other people's rights. Just sit with that like I have. Have you ever wondered what you would have done in 1940s Germany? Well, now you know. So I think we've been caught snoozing. I think the United States, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and Europe have been caught snoozing. I think it's now very, very clear how apathetic most people are. 
what I found in Utah is that there's hundreds of keyboard warriors who totally support what we're doing in theory, who won't actually do anything. So I hope that you'll challenge yourself. I hope you'll ask yourself, what am I doing to stand up for free speech? What am I doing to spread the word? Yeah, if you're posting on social media and your echo chamber who already believes what you do sees it, that's great. That's not going to move the needle. And that's why we're in the place now in Utah where we are actually protesting health department officials because we're, we've tried everything else. You heard episode 204 probably, and I told you the dozens and dozens of different efforts that we've taken to stand up to the officials that we elected and they don't answer to us. It's now really, really clear. They don't answer to us. They answer to someone else altogether. So we're standing up for our rights and for our children's future um, in whatever ways needed. Of course, peaceful, of course, always law abiding. But I hope that any of you who want to write a declaration for your state, remember the offer stands that if you want to go get the declaration, take a look at takeactionforfreedom.com and look at the declaration. Okay, take a look at it that I wrote for Utah. Got the help of some constitutional scholars. If you want to write one for your state and then we'll publish it for you so that you can get the word out in your state and have the people of your state sign it so that we, the people, stand up for and take our freedom back from the tyrants who have stolen stolen our freedom. We're seeing more and more um, state courts and state supreme courts uh, stand up against these rogue governors who are illegally and unconstitutionally uh, putting, uh, destroying businesses, destroying jobs, destroying people's lives. So it's really great to see all the efforts going on. Uh, Tennessee is being heard by the Supreme Court right now. Some really great action in Ohio by some very brave attorneys. We've seen wins in Pennsylvania. We've seen wins in California against Governor Newsom. We've seen wins in Wisconsin, just off the top of my head. And so it's going to take more courage, my friends. We all need to dig deep and we need to come up with some serious courage because there's strength in numbers. So that's my update. That's what's happened since uh, last time you heard what I was doing in the fight for freedom. And I have lots of exciting guests coming up who are who are stepping out there and taking risks and standing up, not just for their own freedom, but yours too. I'll see you next time. 